Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. I'm one of your co-host, Steve, and with me uh, on the other line, she's sick. So uh, send her well wishes. I think it's because you probably haven't been eating enough frozen fruit lately. You're Jen. not wrong. Jen, how are you feeling? Um, so I had a bout with COVID in September, and then um, like a few weeks later, I caught a cold that um, because I've been traveling and stuff like I just haven't I feel like this is the first week where I've been able to like sleep and stuff so I'm on the mend but it's, it was pretty not fun for a week or so um, but thanks for asking and sorry if um, I sound not like me plus if I happen to cough um, in the middle um, I will try to keep it to a minimum it's okay I can edit out the um Oh, good. Thank you. No, I'm kidding. I, you can't edit out calls. <laughs> okay. It's not possible. Um, so, on the <clears throat> what we got lined up for, you, for everyone today is um, we're going to do our fall, our annual fall preview. Except um, we're in the middle of fall, so apologies that it's coming a little bit late. But you know what? So, I know you 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 felt like that. I feel like, if anything, you're welcome because we went ahead and watched like the first few episodes of some stuff for you to be like, yeah, yeah, like get back on this train, you know? Sure, um, yes. So why don't we start off with uh, our TV preview? I know we have more movies that you and I are <clears throat> kind of excited for than TV, but um, I'm just gonna go ahead and go first here and talk about Abbott Elementary. Mm, our um, favorite show, would you say, it, of the moment, you know, collectively? It, I feel like it is, right? Yeah, and I I almost feel like it has been for even like over the summer, even though even though like it wasn't on the air or whatever, but like I just feel like it has a high approval rating on this podcast, um, and and like many podcasts in general, but especially between you and me, um, it's it's good, it's still and good. Have you what what are we on like episode like four of season I think two? So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still living up to your expectations and adoration. You know, it's like. It's gotten better. It, it, it's like it's one of those things where like it was it was it was like really good season one, especially like towards the end, right? Mm-hmm. And then it did this thing in season two that I I'll be totally honest, Jen, like I was not ready for, which is like I'm used to TV shows making like um big changes, like these people get together, or there's a baby, or like y- y- like stuff like that, right? Um, th- it, I was not ready for like the subtle, like little changes, you know, like the little changes in character and the little like world building. <laughs> it's very bizarre to use the term like world building when it comes to a show about an elementary school. You yeah, know, it's but, more probably like a character building, environment building. But, yeah, yeah, like world even, building makes it even outside. Like, yeah, no, but even outside the walls of the school, you know. Um, like all the stuff about like Philly sports and like when mm-hmm. Gritty shows yes, up. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, that was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it just like hits all these notes where I'm just like, like, remember when we were younger and there'd be like, uh, what do you call it? Like almost like cross advertising or like, you know, people make a big deal when like road rules and like the real world on MTV kind of like intersected for the first time it just Mm -hmm. feels like that where it's like oh this other interest that has nothing to do with actually like tv just like is permeates and weaves itself through this already excellent tv show um it's just wild to me on like you know on top of the fact that like foundationally this is so well done like i love what they did with um i don't even know I, oh, Greg, you know, like uh, everybody hates Chris. Um, mm-hmm, yep. I don't, he was not. He was just. He was fine. He was like whatever. Probably my least like interested character season one. Um, and he's like flying through the rankings for me. I I really really genuinely appreciate the person or the character he's become. So I completely completely agree with oh, you. Um, yeah. So you get it right. Yeah, I, I, you know what I miss, and this may be a spoiler for um, people um, who haven't started this season, but um, I miss the guy, I miss her ex, 
boyfriend. Really? Yeah, because he's such a funny character. Like, she does not belong with him. We all know this. He's the Roy of Abbott. <sighs> like, he's the Roy of oh, he's much. Girlfriend. He's much better than Roy. But he's so funny, and I wish funny, yeah, yeah. I wish that, um, you know, he would make appearances or whatever, because, like, um, like his, like, very few appearances in the last in the last season were one of my favorite moments. So, uh, but yeah, I completely agree. And I think what's fun here is that like, because they've sort of set the tone for, uh, I mean, they've, they've built this world and they've spent this first season doing that. Now they can kind of take it to places, um, to different places. And um, it's been kind of really fun to kind of see the characters grow and stuff, but they are still like also the same characters that we have come to really like and, um, and appreciate uh, in season one. So I completely agree. I mean, honestly, I, I, this is really the only show that I like watch pretty um, like soon after it airs. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll just like Mm -hmm. let like seasons build or like shows build and then I'll like tackle it. Oh, like, you know, in what, like not in one sitting, I don't binge watch things, but like, I'll just kind of let things build. But like, I will, I love Wednesday nights. And then like, I, I'll usually watch it like on a Thursday night or something. So um, completely look forward to it. It sucks. Um, we're so like spoiled. I feel like with like streaming and like, just like um, the regularity of even when um, some, when like Netflix and Hulu, like their strategy is not to like release all the episodes at once. Like they release one episodes a week, one episode a week um, regularly. Right. Like, but like network TV, like you have like breaks, like in November, in, in December, they'll go on a break and like January right. they'll go on a break. So like, I'm not looking forward to that stretch of time, but I think they're getting like a full, full season. So like, they're actually probably, I think they're doing like two more episodes than they did last season. So, um, they're literally working hard for their money. So yeah, I really, really, I think not everything that we like and recommend is for everybody. Um, a case in point, you know, my That's friend Christina, I think she told you that like her and her husband tried to watch, um, shout out to Christina. Hi, I know you're listening to this. Um, but her and her husband tried to watch like what we do in the shadows and they like, it was just like not humor they got, but I like, I would recommend, I mean, wouldn't you agree? Like, oh, yeah, this is universal. it's literally just universal. universal. Like it's not vampires living on Staten Island and you trying to make sense of that. It's literally like, okay, these are teachers, you know? Um, so please watch Abbott Elementary if yeah. you haven't already. And not because we're asking you to, but you'll genuinely and, and, have a good time. Yeah. And there's always like the potential for like a sophomore hangover. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yep. I'll be honest, like, that's what I'm, like, this is, like, taking it in a weird direction. That's, like, what I'm supremely terrified of for the bear. But mm. um, with Abbott Elementary, it's, you just come back. And I mean, they're just yeah. different, different. Uh, yeah, for sure. But, but, I mean, in general, though, with any show. like. But that you know what? I, and we can talk offline about this because I don't really know that the our listeners care as much. But um, I have the same concerns about the bear, but specifically because of the way season one ended. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just was such a perfect wrap up of a of a season exactly. that I'm like, what would season two even look like? But I think shows like Abbott Elementary, it's it's not ever that, right? It's just this is everyday life. This is almost like a slice of life thing. So like there will always be things to talk about or things to share. Yeah, and I, I would just say this, like with Abbott <clears throat> Elementary, what they've I I think they I don't want to say stumbled on it because I, I think it's intentional and I think it was actually like laser focused, but mm-hmm. what makes Abbott Elementary work, and I know a lot of people compare it to The Office and I I could see why, but I think what it does that The Office, especially those first few seasons did, was they could wrap their heads around a show being warm without being mm-hmm. cheesy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah many shows cannot do that and that's that's like i'm not like famously but that's why i could never get into like um like modern family mm, it was interesting just, you know it's just like something like abbott elementary it's it feels like it's been doing it for years and they just started season two it's got I... the warmth without like the cheese you know okay you know what i think i probably would just 
or, or would respectfully, not disrespectfully, respectfully disagree about Modern Family. I'm not a Modern Family stan, and I didn't, uh-huh. and I ended up not watching it. But I don't know that if that's the best example because I actually do think there's a ton of worms there. Like, yes, it's cheesy, um, and like honestly, Abbott Elementary I think can veer in that in that territory too. So like, I'm not gonna die on this hill because mm-hmm, I literally mm-hmm. I do not care about Modern Family, but like I I don't know if that's the best example because I actually do think from from a universally appealing aspect and just um it being like what it is it's a half hour comedy that is literally about like people who love each other and work you know the same as Abbott Elementary people who work together like Modern Family is about people who just I just live I can't, together in their I can't with Modern um, Family I I okay. personally I just I can't you know okay. I really can't I've tried I've tried and <clears> I'm just like I can't like, all right. Well, let anyway. us move on because yes. literally I don't care either, but I'm just, you know, I was your turn, like, Jen. Yeah. What's, what's uh, your show? When uh, your show? Well, no, I haven't really been watching a ton of stuff. Um, I just finished like the last season of, uh, sorry, we're talking about the sh- like just shows to look out for. Right. Yep, shows um, for, yep. well, I think like, you know, if, if people are, I know people are super into the crown um, it's coming back um, in a few weeks. I think season five covers sort mm-hmm. of the last of the Diana years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've already switched out Diana. Because um, I think last season, Diana, it was like the younger version that was getting married to Charles. Mm-hmm. And I think this season will cover like the sort of the post honeymoon phase of yeah. if they even have a honeymoon phase um so that's exciting i actually um with the queen's death recently and stuff too like i kind of like have reprioritized um like i will i definitely think i'm gonna be watching the crown i just haven't checked it out but like i'm much really? more interested yeah i'm a little bit more interested in the monarchy especially because like the monarchy seems so um on shaky grounds now now that um you know, the it's queen crazy. who has really been like, yeah, like the, the, like the standing figure that like unites all of it. Like now yeah. that she is gone, like Charles definitely doesn't have that pull. So I'm not really sure what the monarchy will look like in a couple of years. And so I'm like really interested in like the history of it. And obviously the crown is a retelling and not like, um, you know, like a straight up biography, uh, biographical, like retelling of stuff, yeah. but the historical I'm accuracy is in question mm-hmm, at times. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to mention, but like I'm probably not gonna watch it because I don't have Paramount. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. That was. Did you hear that? Yes. Oh, that was me muting my mic because I had to cough. Um, that's interesting, and I'm sure like uh, the viewers, the viewers, what am I? The listeners may have also heard that, and oh, I will also God. try to uh, mute myself. Oh, I was gonna try to mute myself when I'm coughing, but you can hear that. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so the, one other thing that I want to mention, um, I was super into Criminal Minds. What? Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> but you not never told the, me this. But not the whole series, because I like. The, there's like thirteen seasons, but there's a guy that I really, really like who is a half Korean um, model turned actor named Daniel Henney. Who is the oh, yeah, most I handsome man? Yeah, Daniel Henney um, joined Criminal Minds in the last like three seasons, two three seasons. So uh-huh. I started watching Criminal Minds, and I got really really into it. And what, um, really into? what does that mean? I watched all of it, and I like DVR'd it, and I watched I watched it, I watched it through the ends from when he joined. So, um, and then there was like a little bit of a spinoff, and I watched that part. Like I watched what? that too. Most of it was obviously driven by Daniel Henney, but. Nonetheless, I became a Criminal Minds viewer in the last couple of their seasons. Um, And they're coming back with a reboot, except Daniel Henney's not going to be in it because he's, like, I think contracted to be in, like, Amazon's Wheel of Time series. So, like, I I think he couldn't make it work. So I don't think, well, one, I don't think I'm going to watch it for that reason. But two, also, it's going to be on paramount and not like it's not gonna go directly to cbs so i am not gonna pay for paramount so but anyways um i know some people really like criminal minds including our friends paul and grace so what um, (laughs) i don't know why you're so shocked i think i think criminal minds is like uh, like it it was watched by a lot of people hence it being on for 13 seasons or whatever crazy number it was (sighs) anyways Whatever. Steve, you can't be judgy 
about I'm sex. not being judgy. I I'm mean, just sighing, I think, is like. I'm not sighing. I'm just, like, flabbergasted. <laughs> okay. I'm just Anyways. surprised. I can't <laughs> be surprised. I'm surprised. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah. Um. So, the crown, criminal minds, whatever. I'm literally just, like, now sprouting out um, TV shows. But uh, let's move on to movies because I think this is where we're like more wait, excited. Wait, wait, one more no? TV show. What? One more TV show. That what do you have? I... Do I remember this? No, it's the mystery one that I told you about. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Tell us. So or tell me. There's a TV show <clears throat> that it it's called Hard Knocks. Okay. Have you heard of mm-hmm. Hard Knocks, Jen? No. I've heard of Hard Knocks it. for years, years, and never watched it. And for whatever reason, right? So the Hard Knocks is a TV sh- it's a it's a I don't even know what to call it documentary. It's essentially a camera crew when Is this like a is this an HBO show? Yeah, it's on HBO, right? And before the football season starts, they attend the training camp of one team. And it's just like a few years of I mean not a few years. It's a few weeks of like a team's training camp, right? And what I like knew in my mind as like information, but it really hits me when you watch this show is there are only like 50 some odd, maybe I think it's like 54, 52, 54. I actually don't even know. There's only a certain amount of roster spots, but there's like a hundred of these guys trying to make the team. And like some of them obviously are like guaranteed. So the best parts of this show is when you meet these guys that are just trying to make the team that have like, other regular jobs because they have to right because they they have to support themselves you know and i you know i don't know if you're actually i think you you're shockingly more into football than i had like realized i think one time aren't you like into the giants i was until they're like years of losing but then i was watching And now they're good this season. I'm just like, oh, yeah. should I be watching football again? But um, I'm also, I was for like boycotting the NFL for a little bit because of, right, you yeah. know, I hum- mean, humanity there reasons. Are so many reasons too. But, <clears throat> I, but... I'll say whoa, whoa, hold on. I, so if I want you to watch the Detroit Lions, which is, that's the one they aired. Is that the latest season? The latest season, right? And it's really hard. It's like is when you watch these like young men, you know, just like be goofy and just like trying to make their dreams come true. And it's like real life. And then you see them like on TV playing. It's impossible not to root for them. And I want you to just watch it. Watch one episode and tell me what you think. Hard okay. not Detroit Lions. And the reason this is in the fall preview is because I did not know this. So they do one for for training for training camp. They do one in the that's about like the middle of the season. And so they're doing one on the Arizona Cardinals that starts in like a few weeks and it's like during their season and let me tell you Jen, their season is a roller coaster right now. And I'm just like is this going to be better than the training camp one or worse than mm-hmm. the training camp one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. know. I'm new to okay. this. Okay. So I want you I to will watch, watch it. Yes, watch I will watch this episode. because I love um like I kind of love like sports docs and That's stuff what, even though I don't I really watch but it's sports. Like, and it's like real time too. It's not like oh, 10 years ago, <clears throat> 20 years. Yeah, 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 years. yeah. It's like it's yeah. it, it's literally in real time. Maybe this you know? will make me go watch football again. But yeah, so that's 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 it for for TV. Okay. Um okay. moving on to 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 movies. Um, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Yeah, why don't you start? Okay. I'm going to start with the first one that's on both of our lists. I mean, both of mine are on both of our lists, but this one especially is uh, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Story. I was, like, marginally interested, and then when I heard you tell me the things that you had heard about it, I was like, oh, I'm super interested now. Um... I, I can't believe you were not interested before that because didn't you love uh, Knives Out? What, yeah, no, did you not loved, like Knives Out? Loved it, loved it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't. 
I think this goes back to the thing I was saying before, like that sophomore slump. I'm just so when I love something and I hear it's coming back, I am just like so ready for disappointment. But Good way to it, live seems, life. it seems like there's no reason to like be disappointed because it seems like this is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be awesome. Tbh. Yeah, you know, uh, like just people... the cast alone, you know. Well, you know, I think that's the thing where I'm just like, I, when I hear like, oh, this cast is amazing, it's gonna, I'm just like, eh, I've seen enough, like, movies where, like, they spend a ton on the cast and it's, like, garbage, you know? Mm-mm-mm. But for me, it's, like, the fact that he did it the first time around, mm-hmm. um, I think that's what what is, and, and, and the fact that, like, Daniel Craig is coming back, yeah. from, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it's like just me, but I think when you have that like central, it's like I don't know why I keep going back to sports, but like when you have that central figure, like the role players per se, like they can change as long as like the gravity, the black hole in the center is a constant, you know. Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. like I don't, I didn't know I would love Daniel Craig in this role. I like literally only knew him as like bond you know and like also shout out like skyfall that's like an awesome movie but um, i like i i keep finding myself watching it when it's on like uh like tv or whatever interesting yeah it's 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 so good and you know people can like uh crap on ryan johnson's like star wars movie all they want i thought it was fine i thought it was good like i enjoy it so I'm just like, yo, this guy's this guy's good. Like he knows what he's doing, and I I I'm really I think, ugh, I think this is probably the thing I'm most excited to watch. Me too. Just, except oh, you too. Um, yeah. Except, are you gonna watch it in theater? Because Netflix yeah. is going to it's a it's a Netflix yeah, movie, not, so not. it they will probably if it's theater, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably a week leading up to it. Okay. All right. I don't know. I'll pay, I'll pay, you know, hard-earned cash to, to watch that in theater. Hell yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Um, so I think you are probably going to focus a little bit more on some of the bigger mm-hmm. showier blockbusters. I'll focus a little bit more on some of the awards contenders. I'm on the fence of whether I want to see this movie or not, but. Which one are you going with here? I'm Remember confused. when you texted me like Oh yeah, um, yeah. Like like a couple weeks ago and you were like, Oh, like the betting odds for like Oscar contenders are already up yeah. on like DraftKings or whatever. And I like was like I made some educated guesses and you were like, Well, the biggest thing right now on the board, across the board, is a movie called The Fablemans. And it is um uh this gotten so much buzz. For the movie, for the director, Steven Spielberg, um, best actress for Michelle Williams, who I didn't realize has not won an Oscar, even though I just, like, consider Wait, her, like... Really? Uh, hold on. No, I'm, I'm wrong here, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure she's won, but um, I can't remember what she won for. Did she win for um, Brokeback Mountain? I thought it was... Um, she didn't win for Manchester? Does she win for Manchester? Sorry, sorry, everybody's like now. Oh, just wait, like now I'm waiting I'm like, while I'm like actually now I googling want to look stuff. Um, no, I'm pretty sure she's been nominated for four um, Oscars. Uh, she has not won, so people think that this is the year that she wins. Um, and uh, it's it's I think it's considered like a almost an autobiographical retelling of like steven spielberg yeah that's what i heard so um you know i i honestly i don't i'm not sure because i watched the trailer and i was a little bit like okay but obviously if it's going to be like this big thing then like sure um but i think also and i'm gonna i'm gonna pass the torch back to you but this is the only movie that's coming out on November 11th that's bold enough to compete with the next movie that we're going to talk about. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, that says a lot. And I, but obviously they're competing for different audiences, but, um, but yeah, it's called the Fablemans. And I think that 
yeah, it, it should be exciting. So why don't you tell everybody what the Fablemans will be competing against on that weekend um, oh, man. at the box office? Yeah, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda oh, Forever. This yeah. trailer. So what are your what are your feelings about this? Oh, so many. And like so many like not mixed emotions, just like complicated ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Like of course, obviously, you know, it would have been great for like Chadwick Boseman to still be alive for like a variety of reasons to yeah. like close friends and family. But um and and not but but and for us as like fans, it would have been great to see him continue this role. Yeah. And, uh T'Challa, the Black Panther, and it's just like interesting hearing Kevin Feige, head of Marvel Studios, talk about the decision to not recast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how could they it. even have done that? Yeah, though? you know, Steve, I, I, you like, know, or like even just like table the character until it's an appropriate time to recast. But mm-hmm. you know, instead going, I I feel like this is the first. Not fictional movie. It, let's just say the first like blockbuster movie that is really dealing with grief mm-hmm, in a way mm-hmm. that is so real. It's yeah. like so funny, right? Because like these movies, these superhero movies are so unrealistic. Not just the superhero part, but like it's getting to the point where like almost none of it feels realistic. Like New York continues to get just like destroyed all the time mm-hmm. you know um uh it's not just the characters it's like even that world is not recognizable to me anymore yeah. you know yeah. um but when you see these characters grieving a character played by an actor who has actually passed away mm-hmm. um it's just so moving yeah and you think just, did you think you're gonna cry you know, I really, you know, what's like really weird about you asking that? I thought mm-hmm. about that today, mm-hmm. like literally a few. Really? Hours. Like you I asked yourself like, the same question? Yeah, I was like, am I gonna cry during this movie? <laughs> you know, because I got really emotional seeing Carrie Fisher. Um, mm-hmm. After her death. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. cry though, but I mean, but you know, this is not that it's like different or the same or not comparing it, but it's just I don't know. I don't know if I will. Um, okay. And so the movie in general, like, looks sick, you know? Um, I mean, I have all the faith in Ryan Coogler. Um, yeah, I think I, he he's, can... like, he's one of the few guys where I'm just, like, I'm not being, I'm not pessimistic, even though I feel like I have. Yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay anything to watch. Uh, I'll pay to watch whatever you're making. And I think he has a real knack for combining, like, some, whatever makes a blockbuster movie with, like, it, it, and it should also just be moving and like obviously I think he has the sensitivity to to make this what it is and um I'm yeah I I think I mean I think the whole movie will just be tinged with sadness as a mm. whole but hopefully it's it's moving and it's inspiring and it like is is able to you know I guess move that torch forward I I'm not sure how I feel about what is her name, Letitia Wright? Um, oh yeah. Just with some of her personal stuff and like, so I don't. I mean, if this was like Black Panther one, like right when it came out, like I'd be like, hell yeah, Shuri, like oh, yeah. But I now I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the handing of the baton to somebody who's so like. I don't know. It, would you even say she's controversial? Like, I just feel like there's just things that are like that have been that have come out that like it doesn't make me feel great about this whole thing. Um, so <sighs> yeah, I mean, no, you I know what? maybe the movie will be great and maybe she'll be so good and like I'll forget about all that stuff. But yeah, I, I, I yeah, I mean, it's. Just, I mean, I, I, I'm not as concerned about that to be honest. I, because I, not that I don't think the same things you do. Mm-hmm. It's just that. My it's thing. not as important. It yeah, because you know, I'm sure if you looked in the closet for other people that have like really high approval ratings, you'd find some like really scary co- skeletons like in the closet, you know. And so yeah, but you don't know about those things. Yeah, I I I'm, I mean I guess Whereas, that's my like, thing is you like you know about these. Yeah, things. I I guess that's my thing is like 
I'm just assuming other people probably have things that are like just as bad or worse, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, you know, whatever. I'm here to be entertained, you know? Like, I, I mean, and there are levels to it where if it gets past a certain point, I'm like, oh no, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm at a point where it's like, I'm more like, ugh, than like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think, you know, honestly, I think it'll be interesting, the whole thing, um, just because I, you know, Black Panther 1 was such a cultural milestone. Like, even beyond it being a good movie, like, it really was a cultural milestone, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and a a cultural, like, lightning rod, really. And, like, and as much as um, this, like, mass culture uh like phenomenon as as something can be in this era of time um and i don't know that it will it can ever it will ever be able to like match that just because black panther one and and all of the stuff around it already happened so like i don't i don't necessarily foresee that for this one um but uh yeah i don't know i'm optimistic and hopefully it's good and hopefully it's it's I don't know. I, it's I gonna just, be good. Yeah, I just want it to be moving. Yeah. You know, I want to be moved. Is that too much uh, to ask? I don't know if I want to be moved like that though, Jen. But okay. I'm sure I will be. I will be. I will All be right. Moved. All right. Okay. It's gonna be. All right. All right. Let us move forward. Um, is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Okay. Um, the other move. One of the movies that I'm actually going to see and like what I'm really really looking forward to is a movie called She Said. Do you know about She Said? It's Mm-mm. based on the Tell true story it. of two New York Times journalists who blew open the allegations against Harvey Weinstein. Oh um, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's it's based on a memoir that was written by the two journalists, and and it's like literally like a step by step. It's almost like a step by step instruction on how journalism works and how you're mm-hmm. supposed to be doing journalism and. And so I'm really excited about it. I love stuff like this. Like I really liked um, like Bombshell or really like do. Spotlight and like, you know, just like things that like um, I, I don't ever want to be a journalist. I deeply admire the work of journalists, especially like nowadays where so much of whatever, like so much like stuff is like under attack. But um, I think this marries my interest in like journalism movies, but also like the Me Too movement and like. Um, recently there's been a lot of, um, chatter around the Time's Up movement and how it's been regressing and it's imploded and stuff like that. But like, when we talk about like, I mean, Time's Up is not, she said, or Time's Up is not like Me Too, but like the Me Too movement, like, you know, like that also is just like this huge cultural shift and like how we, how we look at women and treat and treat these like um like allegations against like really powerful men and like um and honestly like it it like Harvey Weinstein like being convicted and like like literally being in jail right now like is because of these like really really brave people um and it's also because of like really brave journalism so um the trailer makes it look so good and I'm very excited oh actually can you mm-hmm. Wait, I'm gonna have to look up the trailer because I didn't even, I didn't see it. I didn't see that trailer, but you make it sound so good. I will send it to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please do, please do. Uh, I mean, I guess I could Google it too. I don't know why I'm saying. Hey, whatever. Yeah, I'll yeah. send it to you. Don't worry about yeah. it. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, no, that that's perfect. Uh, do you want to talk about anything else before we tackle the last one we're gonna do together? Yeah. Um, the other movie, and I think you were really into it, interested in it too, is called The Whale, and um, a film by Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. But more so than the filmmaker is literally the reception around its star, Brendan Fraser, of, like, mummy fame. And, like, mm-hmm. he's been through a lot, and he was, like, you know, would you say, like, he, like, literally was, like, the rock of, like, the 90s, like, the generation that we grew up in, and, like, he disappeared for a long time, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, I think he's just been through a lot, and this is sort of, like, um, people are sort of hailing it as his comeback film, and the movie itself, I mean, it's about a 600-pound man wanting to reconnect with his, like, daughter who's played by Sadie Sink who I love on Stranger Things but um he has become literally the absolute front runner for best actor oh, and it's 
So Oz would agree, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. Oz would agree. Yeah. Um, and the movie itself is already like steeped in like not just acclaim, but like controversy. Um, just because like he's playing this like very very large man, and you know, obviously, when you cast things like that, like it's like, well, instead of putting someone in a extreme fat suit like could you have cast somebody else or you know somebody a little bit more closer to whatever like you know these are questions that come up and are you are you like not glamorizing but like you know like yeah like all these things so like the movie's not without its like controversies but it's gotten so much attention and acclaim and I'm very excited to kind of see what it is and actually see his performance for myself but I really want nothing but the best for this man who I feel like is like (laughs) just a really it seems like a really nice person i don't know yeah yeah no for for sure i uh you know when you read some of the stuff that he's had to go through it's hard Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like really hard not to not to root for him and and i'll be honest the whale at least for me is definitely more of a movie that i would have like not watched in theater to Mm -hmm, be completely mm -hmm. honest i would have yeah maybe it's like a would have waited for you to tell me about it yeah yeah um Mm -hmm. But I mean, I want to watch it for sure, you know, and I don't know if like that's fair to be like because of all this stuff like outside of the movie that I'm hearing. But I mean, whatever, like I'm going to, you know, and that's part of like the calculus for me. And I'm not going to apologize for it, (laughs) you know. Um, So, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked for it. Um, Should we move on to the. Yes. Okay, so I don't know why we're like hyping up our discussion about this movie because uh i so we're talking about avatar 2 the way of water and the reason we left it at the end and you know because like obviously glass onion black panther on both of our lists but the reason we saved it to the end is because as we were kind of like debriefing um like what movies we were going to talk about this came up and i was i was i don't want to say confused but I was, I asked you, like, should I have this on my list? Because I didn't have it. You asked why. And I said, well, because I'm going to watch it. And how did you respond when I said that? <laughs> I don't remember. Wait, what did I say to you, you exactly? You like, said, you were like, oh, it's on my list. But I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I, 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 I'm, I'm surprised I said it that way because I don't know that I don't think I'm gonna watch it because I was not a fan of the first one. But, right. but you so then know, how I come you had it on your list? Because, because okay, so wait, but I told you why it's, it was on my list. So yeah, I know, but I, I think, want you to tell the people. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fine. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Steve and I like clearly like needed to rehearse this part of the podcast. Yeah, you gotta make it more believable. Uh, <laughs> um, I literally do not care about watching this movie but i care about how this movie does for a number of reasons mm. um wait so like do you want to get into it yeah yeah let's do it so the first movie the first avatar made three billion dollars which is an insane amount of money a stupid amount of money and like that was 13 years ago that was 13 years ago so is this film still relevant what is the audience going to be and good question will it be able to even like come close to making three billion because the world has changed right so i'm so fascinated by james cameron and the way he works and also why he's decided to put all his eggs in creating like i think multiple avatar sequels yeah there's like three there's two more i think that are like yeah in post and i think he's i think he's teased like four and five too and i'm literally like are you kidding um but also like why now and also but then i'm just like wait does it really take you 13 years to create like a series of sequels i don't know so lots of questions for james cameron's process but also just i'm just curious about the appetite and i think you and i have had a lot of discussions about like certain movies and who's the audience and all of this stuff and i'm literally like i don't know who the audience will be and what what this is going to be like so you know you can add to those numbers by going to go watch it but i'm i just want to know how much it's making and and what it ends up becoming and and then if this bomb quote unquote bombs like what happens to sequel number three four and five like you know what i mean so there's so many questions that i have um 
speaking oh, with a, yeah. us. You know, like, I that's, don't know. That's a good question. I didn't even think about that. Like, because if, if three and four are already in post and two bombs, and, like, what do you and do? And you know what? It, this isn't going to bomb, right? Like, there's no way Avatar is going to bomb. It's just what is our definition of success Yeah. when yeah. you're leveling it up against, like, three billion dollars of the first movie yeah no that's that's good i i didn't think of it that way so i don't know i mean I don't know. I, 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 yeah it's i so it's like so bizarre right because it's on your list it was like quasi on mine but i decided not to but i'm 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 gonna watch it i don't know it's just i don't know <clears throat> yeah I, so yeah. I'm, I'm interested too i guess like now you have me interested in asking these questions too because i'm curious now so I guess we'll find out. Do you know the funniest, funniest Avatar story? I went and watched it with my mom. This was like literally 13 years ago. And like halfway through the movie, she like turns to me and she's like, this is so beautiful. Where was it filmed? I was like, what? <laughs> what? We're literally talking about like blue people. And I'm literally like, this is not a real location in the way that you're thinking so i just was, i died and then that's the only thing wait, i wait, remember I, about avatar i have a similar story mm-hmm. but not with movies but if you'll just indulge me i remember you know it's like sometimes on instagram and i'll i'll send it to you because it, it is pretty cool they'll do the what lebron looked like what his video mm-hmm. game character looked like in like nba 2k you know like this is what he looks like what his first one was like 2003 and going mm-hmm. from 2003 to like 2022 and it's uh-huh. like it's going from like blocks to like photorealism right mm-hmm. and um an- another meme i'll see is like wow how could it get any more realistic ever for like video game graphics and you look back and it was like wow that looks like a child drew on a piece of paper right um yeah. And that was like in, and these we're talking about like the the early two thousands, in like nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety six maybe. Mm-hmm. I remember playing a game on like the Super Nintendo. It was like a basketball game on the Super Nintendo, and my dad was like, "Why are they playing basketball <laughs> at three p.m.?" And I was like. <laughs> That was, like, the first moment. Like, you know when you're a child and you're, like, oh, like, the first time you see your parents is, like, valuable people, whether it's, like, they make a mistake and you're, like, yeah. oh, they make, they're, not as sm- yeah. they're not as smart as I thought. Maybe they're not as strong as I thought or whatever. <clears throat> that was the first time I looked at my dad and I was, like, you what? are <laughs> man. Like, you <laughs> thought that. <laughs> this is two-dimensional cartoon oh, characters. God. And he, I was, like, this is a video game. And he was, like, wow. That what? looks so real. And I was, like. Yeah. Are you are you an idiot? Yeah, you I like could idiot. not. Yeah, yeah, I could not believe it. Yeah, so I mean, so we both so, had like very. Well, I'll say Avatar is like more defensive. I don't know. I don't know. I'm literally like, mom, these people are blue, and they're not even people. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought maybe she meant like just the surroundings. No, she did, but like I literally was like. I am gonna. I would like to pretend that I didn't hear this, but this is actually like so funny. Um, and now I'm gonna tell everybody I know. That's funny. Okay, with that, I think that concludes our fall preview. We can transition into our obsessions of the episode. I have one. I remember I shared it with you. Didn't you have two? I do. I'm gonna. All right, I'll share both. I'll share. Yeah, both. why don't you share both? I'll okay. I'll share two. Yeah. Okay. The first one is, I mean, I think longtime listeners know, like, I love trailers, and most of my obsessions are trailers, and I have another one. It's the Creed 3 trailer. Jonathan Which Majors. I haven't watched that, so oh why don't gosh. you send me the Creed 3, and I will send Dude. you the She Said trailer. Dude. The, yeah. Okay, so I was quasi-prepared, because I had read, um, it wasn't Vandy. Oh, it's, it was Men's Health, I think, doing... They did like a, a video with Jonathan Majors, and I, I, I forget, it might have been Vanity Fair who did like an interview with Jonathan Majors, and he is like shredded out of his mind, like just so <laughs> brolic. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. I, and I was like, wow, that's pretty intense. And then I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like all in on this. 
Like, so all the way in. And I think this is Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Yeah. Not sure how I feel about that. Probably don't care at all. I just want this to be entertaining. Like, I'm okay with the decrease in quality as long as the entertainment factor remains when it comes to, like, these kinds of sequels, you know? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So the trailer itself is not that great, I would say, but I just love seeing Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors together. That just makes me really happy. And so this trailer I've been obsessed with. I've watched it a few times now. Okay, please send it to me um, so that I don't have to Google it, but yes. Yes. What, what's your next one? Um, I mean, my next one's just going to be really basic, but obviously Taylor Swift has dropped her Midnight album, which I mm-hmm. am slowly but surely getting through. But I really, I really love um, Antihero. I think, it, I just think it's really catchy. Um, mm-hmm. And I just recently watched the music video that she released for, uh, shoot, what is it? Bejeweled? Is that what it's called? Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I just feel like she, sh- like, there's a campiness about Taylor Swift and the things that she does, especially like the visual medium where, you know, it's a, the video itself is like a play on like, um, like, like the Cinderella ugly, like the stepsisters and stuff, but like, it's a, it's kind of, and, and like sometimes like the stunt casting and like all the stuff that she does, like can be a little bit like, okay, like been there, done that, like, and this is so like Taylor. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but, I enjoy that I'll eat it up, you know? So I, I'm like super into it. And obviously your wife and I have had multiple text messages about, about the album and stuff. So I'm into it. Um, I can't tell you what song off of Midnight's is like my favorite or anything, but I do, I do like the title track anti-hero. So I'm into it. Nice. Nice. My next one is, um, so I love Moneyball, the Mm -hmm. movie. And there's a specific, like, song on the soundtrack. Uh, or I guess it's not really a song. There's a, a certain part of the score that plays in, I wouldn't even call it the climax of the movie. Well, maybe it's the climax of the movie where, you know, Chris Pratt's character hits a home run to extend the the winning streak to, to a, a record 20 games. And the Philadelphia Phillies, who I'm not a fan of, but the Philadelphia Phillies uh, upset the Atlanta Braves mm. to go to the World Series. And mm-hmm. their one of their players, Bryce Harper, hit a home run in the bottom of the eighth to like bring to it was like the go when I say the go ahead run, that means like you went from like losing or tied to like winning now. Yeah. Um, so he hit a home run, so they were down by one. Now they're up by one. And someone took the the score from Moneyball and overlaid it on top of the the TV broadcast of Bryce Harper hitting this home run. Mm-hmm. And I don't like baseball at all, and I certainly don't like the Phillies. But this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my entire life. That's and so funny. I keep yeah. watching it over and over again, and I'm just like. You know, I don't know, obviously not realistic, but it's just one of those things where it's like, like, that's the thing that, like, Instagram, like, keeps trying to do, which is, like, with these reels, which is, like, play, have people play music over, like, real life stuff, and it's, like, makes life, like, a little more beautiful, you yeah. know? And yeah. this is just, it does that so, it's, it's actually, and I'm going to send this to you, actually just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And I don't even know why. It it moves me it's in a way that I... Beautiful Yeah, it really moves me seen. in a way that I just, like, cannot explain. Can you please send this to me? Because I... Steve, this is just a guy hitting a ball with... And you know what? That is fine. But I need to see it for myself because, like, when you first told me this, I was like, I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. Like, because you're talking about it so beautifully and movingly, and I'm literally, like... It's just a dude. It's a white I can just guy. imagine what this is, and I'm just like, okay, like maybe it's one of those things where, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. have to, it's, it's I actually just... have to, like, you know, watch it. I, and I don't even like the Phillies, but <laughs> all right. What's your last one? Um, my last one is um, do you know a podcast called La, Las Culturistas? It's with, um, it's a pop culture comedy podcast. It's co-hosted by Bowen Yang, who is most famous for being on SNL, and mm-hmm. Matt Rogers, who is like his best friend and um, 
a comedian and writer in his own right. And um, I listen on and off, like, like some the episodes like tend to be like really long and like I don't listen to every single episode but earlier this year and I'm this is how behind I am in all of my podcasts um earlier this year they did for their 300th episode they did what they're calling um 300 songs um what is it called the the 300 songs of the great global songbook and so they took it upon themselves to rank 300 of the most like important songs ever like produced obviously it's a joke it's a joke it's not like this is not like a new york times rolling stone got it published list and so like you know they have songs from like um rupaul's drag race they have like songs that like matt rogers has sang but then they also have songs that like i was just like oh i forgot about that song like um i don't know like uh, bitch by Meredith, um, whatever her like, you know, like the one hit wonder song. And like, mm-hmm. um, and I am on episode, like, and so like, honestly, like there's so many songs to get through that, like it's broken down to three different episodes. So, um, they cover like, you know, songs like 300 to two, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do math. Um, uh, 201. I don't know, like, for, like, the first episode. So, like, I'm only on the middle section. But it's just, like, so funny. Like, I don't know. Because they take themselves, like, so seriously. Even though, like, honestly, it's a joke, right? Um, So, I highly recommend... I recommend the Lost Culturistas podcast. But I specifically recommend these three episodes. Where they, like, literally go through the great global songbook. And take it upon themselves to, you know, rank all three... Like, rank 300, the most important songs of the world i guess i don't know nice okay yeah cool um so with that uh remember to check out things that we've been talking about on this pod specifically you know like i won't go through all of them but um i think you know one of the things that jen and i are super high on is is abbott elementary i'm sure we'll get you know we'll talk about the the movies that that we've been watching you know whether it's you know Fable Men's Whale, Glass Onion, Black Panther. Um, and remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Until next time, Jen, you want to say bye? Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to us. <laughs>